This portion of the show is brought to you by Sportsman's Bar and Grill. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. All right, uh, welcome everyone. Here with former state representative, he was in the Arizona House of Representatives for four terms, eight years down at the Capitol. Uh, somebody who you're really familiar with as we get closer to 2024 in the election, I'm going to be bringing folks in, and he's really one of the first ones. I might have had one or two other candidates in. Uh, Bob Thorpe joins us, uh, who has decided to throw his hat in the ring for Coconino County Recorder, which we're going to have to go over exactly what that is. But anyway, Bob, you got in. What, were you getting bored? <laughs> you know, um, actually, uh, after after driving a quarter of a million miles yeah. uh, in eight years, going down to the legislature, that was something my wife wasn't too terribly thrilled about uh, my doing again. And, and um, yeah, it just takes away so much of your life, you know, sitting yeah. in your car hours after hours after hours. So, um, well, yeah, you should, I, you should have bought an electric car self driving, but they didn't really have many of those back. No, they did. I, I, I did uh, end my, my uh, stand at the, uh, down at the legislature with a hybrid that I got like 42 miles a gallon out of. Oh, and yeah. it, that worked out great. But um, I've always, uh, you know, been thinking about, you know, do how how can I make a difference? Is, you know, that's the whole reason I, I ran for the legislature. And um, here in Coconino County, uh, I've had numerous people come up and talk about uh, that they have a very limited trust in our election system here in Coconino County. And, um, and so, uh, you know, trying to take on, uh, you know, the, our current recorder who's been in there, I think a hundred years, um, She's there a while. That's, that's she's been there yeah. a while, and, and the person before her was there for a while. There's no term limits for try, these offices. You know, there, there's not. And trying, yeah, you know, trying to take on a com- incumbent is is kind of difficult, especially mm-hmm. especially in this town. You know, running as a Republican, trying to uh, take out a Democrat. Well, um, yeah, Recorder Hansen is stepping down. She's finally retiring, and um, and so here's an opportunity that um, uh, first and foremost, I feel that. Uh, anyone that shows up on the ballot that we need to have Republicans, Democrats, and independents all running for offices. Too often, um, you'll have somebody running for an office and it's, it's uh, unopposed. Blank, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. so they, they just walk in the door. You know, they Primary, and sometimes they'll have a, like a Democrat primary. They, they might Whoever have wins primary. the primary, they're on their coast to exactly. the election, And, and we can't, you know, as, as a party, we cannot continue to do that. Well, and, quite frankly, as a community, as a nation, we shouldn't be doing that either. We should have some good choices if anything, it opens up debate and discussion during the whole process. You know, right. hopefully we still can get in a room together and debate and have these discussions and, and hear about ideas. And then we don't get stagnant and stale. Absolutely. And uh, so um, it's frustrating for you. It's frustrating for me when we see, um, you know, names on, on the ballot that go unopposed. Yep. And so certainly I've been encouraging people um, uh to get in and, and to run and and to actually uh, try to represent our county uh, in our city and so um, that's that's what I you know seeing how I've been preaching that you know I'm I'm going you're like to, oh yeah I'm going to do it yeah, as well yeah. you know I I feel that um, seeing how we do have a seat that's opening up a county recorder seat uh, that it's it's an important thing and and well, what's one of the so county recorders right. uh, you hear them most often at the election that's a 
big part of their job is what they do. They oversee the election on a countywide basis. Talk about that a bit. They do. And um, so here in Coconino County, we also have an, uh, an elections director that I believe, uh, you know, I'm still getting details on how the kind of the, uh, the infrastructure of the, of the office works, but I believe the, uh, the elections director does work uh, and, and maybe even reports to the county recorder. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not an elected uh, position. Staff. Yeah, okay. there's their staff. Okay. But, you know, that whole uh, department, our elections department, um, what are they doing? They're, uh, they're making sure people are legitimate when they um, register to vote. That um, they, if they are requesting an early ballot, that we make sure they get an early ballot. That um, we're, we need the signatures. Um, we need to have confidence in our election process. Um, throughout, you know, we don't have uh, ballot harvesting. We've actually, when I was in the legislature, that was one of the things we outlawed was ballot harvesting. So we need explain to explain what, so we don't certainly, because people might be like, I don't understand what that is. So in other states, you can do ballot harvesting. And basically, what ballot harvesting is, is a person who's a non, oftentimes a non government, not official, uh, will get a, a, a group of, um, or get a list of people in, in both parties, um, that have received early ballots, uh, mail in ballots. So for you and me, if we have a, a mail in ballot, uh, I know for myself, I either put it in the mail when I'm done filling it out, or I, I physically drive it up to the county building, and they have a little mailbox there that you can drop it in. Okay. Um, so I'm protective of my ballot. I, I don't. And if somebody came to my door asking for my mail-in ballot, uh, I would refuse to give it to them. But there are people here in Arizona that fall victim to that, and uh, somebody will knock on the door. Oftentimes, they'll have kind of a phony badge that they're wearing on their shirt, and they'll say, oh, I'm I'm from the elections department. I'm here to pick up your ballot. Mm-hmm. The problem with that is um, what if they're a bit nefarious? And so they have a list of people on that block that vote Republican, vote Democratic, and have an early Republican ballot, early Democrat ba- ballot. What would stop them from walking up to a home requesting a ballot of somebody who's who's in a party they don't um, agree with? They get that ballot, and then that ballot ends up going in the trash can. And then they go to another house where the person registered at that house who has an early ballot – they're in a party that this individual agrees with, and so they make sure that that ballot is then delivered uh, to election officials. Has there been a lot of reports of that happening? Um, it's, it, it, it does happen here uh, in Arizona. Um, I've read uh, accounts where it's a, a huge problem in the southern part of the state. Um, but it could happen anywhere. The, you've probably heard of people showing up um, at the polling place and literally having a hundred ballots in their hand. And that was not uncommon, uh, five years, 10 years. Uh, because it ago. was allowed. Yeah. And it is just to clarify when you were in the legislature, you made that illegal. Right. For ballot harvesting. I, if I remember correctly, you'd have to be like a family member to collect. Like if, uh, if, if you and I were related and you couldn't go, I could do your ballot right. or something. You, you Immediate can, family. You can imagine somebody living in a Navajo. Um, home and their grandmother wants to vote and and she's 86 years old uh, nobody would expect her to make the trek into town mm-hmm. or to their wherever the polling or precinct to their is. local uh, polling place <clears throat> yeah. um and and to drop off her ballot so if the grandson or the son wants to 
take that ballot and and drop it off for the grandmother. Absolutely, you know that makes a lot of sense. Okay. But if somebody's showing up, um, you know, we had drop boxes at the last election around town, and that's been a problem across the United States where um, people have set up cameras and they'll they'll see people dropping off fifty or hundred ballots at a drop box. Um, they actually had a situation uh, on the East Coast where they caught a guy. Um, I think a police officer pulled this person over for, let's say, some kind of uh, uh, traffic, uh, uh, you know, problem allocation and uh, or in, in, you know, yeah, you know, violation, yeah, yeah, violation. Yeah, yeah that's the term I was thinking of. And um, and this person had hundreds of, of ballots in their car uh, for people, you know, mail in ballots for people, and they were all blank. They hadn't been filled out. And and they so they did some investigation. This this person was paying people. I think it was a hundred or two hundred dollars for a blank ballot. Wow. And so that they could fill it out the way they wanted to, to get the people elected that they wanted elected. Okay. Well, a lot of states ballot harvesting is still legal. Um, I've actually heard a lot of Republican strategists saying that if you're in a state that has legal ballot harvesting, you better do it because that's what the Democrats are doing it. So you almost right. have a, a arms race going war try, going on to collect as many as you can. Try, try to, uh, you know, level out the playing field. Yeah. 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 So, um, but not here. Not so here. what what we could be doing, what uh, independents could be doing, what Republicans be doing, and uh, Democrats are already doing, is they have lists of people that are receiving early ballots, and they can send them a text message, and they can send you know call them on the phone and say, hey, have you returned your ballot yet? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's completely legal, and that actually re- that's something that Republicans have not done, and and probably should do here in Arizona. More follow up, yeah. but that's different from ballot harvesting. Yeah, going yeah, I, I, I don't want any. I, don't, I wouldn't want. It was a good move to get rid of this practice. Sure, other states should really follow because you're just asking yourself. You're asking for something to go wrong. Something right. uh, like said nefarious to go wrong in that when you're, you're dealing with people with elections and emotions. I mean, geez. <laughs> There, there were people are capable of a lot. There were articles uh, talking about ballots being found down in the desert um, this last election that um, people had probably ballot harvested and then they wanted to get rid of those ballots. All right, more with Bob Tharp here in just a second. Now, Lucas and Aaron, they had moved out of the state and they needed to sell their property in parks. Of course, they heard about Kelly Broadus and her great reputation and decided to give her a call. Kelly was able to land them a buyer in just a few weeks and sold it at just the perfect price. Lucas and Aaron, they moved on and they're in their new home state with no strings attached. Look, Kelly's got a great team of folks around her that help you through this entire process. And it's a process. So you want to have someone who has the experience like Kelly Broadus. You're going to hear from her, by the way, in hour two of the show. Great story she's going to tell. Wait till you hear this. Um, you, you're not going to want to miss it. Uh, but homeowners all over Flagstaff and the Flagstaff surrounding area, they trust Kelly Broadus and her team to price your home correctly, market it, and get it out there to as many buyers as possible, to as many prospects as possible. That's why she's able to do this time and time again, get top dollar. Call the only agent that I would call if I was selling a home. Kelly Broadus with the Broadus Properties Group, brokered by EXP at 888-446-5602. That's 888-446-5602. Or go to northernarizonafinehomes.com. job of the county recorder then is to really oversee these elections and really a big part would be the overseeing of the 
massive amount of ballots that get mailed nowadays. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole process, correct? But signature verification. Okay. What? So, is that explain that because I sign up for and it's been years since I've signed up, obviously right. for for voting. Mm-hmm. You do it and you kind of like okay, you just get the ballots in the mail and then you're done. So when you return the ballot, mm-hmm. when you put it in the mailbox with the prepaid stamp envelope, you got to sign the envelope. Right. So then what happens when that thing leaves my my mailbox? So those envelopes do not get opened until the day when they're actually tallying up the votes. Election on, day. On election okay. day. And at the end of the day. And so um, uh, one of the things that they do is they have everybody's signature on file. So they can they can grab an envelope, uh, see the see that it came from Jeff Orvitz, and they can do on on their computer they can do a quick uh, analysis of whether that signature looks uh, similar to the signature okay. on the on the. Is the computer doing it? Or they're physically. Uh, they're yeah, they're physically if, doing yeah, it. I might and, go down the road of AI at some point where it's like. Making there, an analysis. There are, some, there are some areas in the country where they do that. I thought they, they open the ballots, like your early ballots, you start mailing in. And we get these dang things like four or five weeks before now, which right. I think is ridiculous how long they're out there for. I thought they were able to at least open them and stack them up and run them through, but they couldn't actually tally. Not uh, not to the best of my knowledge. Okay. Um, that's one thing I, I'll... Because I'll, there's a lot of delays. Because right. if it, you think about it... Um, you got what eighty? I don't know. I've heard numbers of eighty-five percent of the Arizona population is now doing early ballots. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like we're barely going to the polls anymore, and they get the so they're what I've heard, and I've had on folks from Coconino County Elections Office in past elections. I've had folks on from the state, and you name it. Mm-hmm. One of the big holdups they're having is trying to tally all these things because right. on election day. Well, they're collecting them during that four or five week period when they, mm-hmm. they mail them out. But on election day, people are dropping off like a massive amounts of ballots, and then they get them all at once, and they're they're having trouble. They 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 say keeping right keeping up and getting them counted. That's why sometimes we have like weeks a week of delay or something and getting final results. My understanding is uh, when somebody drops off their ballot at a polling place, um, uh, they're not opening it up at the polling place. Mm-hmm. It's it's it's. You know, kept kept sealed until it actually gets Gets to uh, the center, to the processing center. Okay. All right. So you want to get in there. What are some of the concerns when it comes to our elections, especially the early ballots? I mean, we've been battling over this one a couple of election cycles now. What are your main concerns, especially on a local or countywide basis? So on on a um, mail-in early ballot, um, of course, I think signature verification is is the big one, and mm-hmm. like you said a moment ago, uh, is there ways of automating that? Is you know, can can we bring in technology that will do a comparison of the signature? Because you think about it, yeah, some of the the poll poll workers, some of the um, you know, workers and the volunteers yeah, that are actually manning um, the um, the office here in Coconino, where they tally up those ballots, um, they are um, doing. Yeah, they're not necessarily trained. They might have some minimal training, but they're not like experts at, at identifying um, handwriting. Well, signature, signature, yeah, yeah. So, you know, are there better ways of doing that? Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've had people come to me and they they've told me that if it were possible, they would love to get um, some kind of validation, electronic validation. For example, let's say a text message or something that shows that their ballot has actually been processed, counted, um, and and take it even a step further. If, if there's a way of protecting a person's um, you know um, confidentiality in, in 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 actually casting that ballot, but where they could validate that their ballot 
was actually read by the computers and and um, that their vote was actually accurate. So they could log in maybe yeah. to something. Something. Well, okay. Who who doesn't do stuff online nowadays? Well, you think right. About, I mean, everything's online already. You think about. It, I love using the analogy of. Um, Right now, you and I sitting here in your studio, if there's something on Amazon I, I'd like to buy, uh, while you and I are talking, I can look it up on yeah. Amazon. I can place my order. I can get a validation of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can even get an indication of when it's going to be delivered. And um, and that and, can and buy it securely with can, funds. And, and, and yeah. I can do it completely securely. Somewhat secure. Um, so, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. And, and so why can't uh, government uh, behave in that, that same manner? Yeah, I, just, I find it amazing. I get the security concerns. And maybe some of this is over the pay grade of, well, I don't even know if that's a proper uh, term because county recorder probably makes more than a state legislator by quite a bit. But as far as a lot of this is dictated by state law correct the legislature i mean how much how much room do the local county recorders have to kind of make their own things they're supposed to follow the election the election manual and all that i believe that the state's put out absolutely and and you know i served on the elections committee down at the legislature Mm -hmm. so um uh, from time to time we'd have laws that we're trying to pass uh to ensure um the accuracy of the ballot was and and the ease of, of being able to get your ballot and to register um so uh, that's really important, and that is done at the state level. So the um, the one other reason why I would hope that somebody would consider me as their next recorder is I have eight years of, of experience down at the, the Capitol. Uh, I was just speaking with Dave Stevens, who's a, a good friend of mine. He's the recorder in Cochise County. And, and he was a rep or a senator? And he, he and I served together okay, okay. and in, in the same committees down yeah. at the legislature. So uh, he told me that he's already um, has several bill folders opened up uh, for uh, the next legislative session to try to kind of fine-tune some of the elections process. So for a person like myself that has experience down at the legislature, I can certainly be an advocate for the county uh, to be able to influence um, our uh, state legislature as far as things that uh, would improve our, our election process. Try to change some things and what you're seeing locally and mm-hmm. how we can make a big difference. Yeah, I can see. I mean, unless we're going to go back in time, and I think you and I have talked about this in the past, and some people would like to see us go back to all poll day voting, you know, election right. day. Like the old days, you lined up at the local polling place, yep. and you got there, and you might have had to wait. You voted right there, done. Everybody does it the same day. But we're not going back to that. There are there are other countries you know, throughout yeah. throughout the world who still do it that way, and they hand count it, and and yeah. they and they have by the by that evening they have uh, declared winners in their elections and losers. Yeah, I mean, I we used to be able to do that. It's it's kind of sad because I see this election process that takes so long now, mm-hmm. and then it it also you get bombarded so much earlier because you've got I think it's five weeks or so mm-hmm. that these mail in ballots go out before the actual election date, mm-hmm. so elections early November and these ballots are going out. Mm-hmm. Um, 
early October, I think maybe right. even um, late September, mm-hmm. early October. And it's like, it's too long. And then people are just, they're worn out. They're getting, and there's, there's this fatigue because you're constantly oh. getting hit with ads and, you know, candidates, yeah, stump speeches and blah, blah, blah. Sometimes you get five pieces of mail from the I same know. candidate in one day. You're like, how did you do this? <laughs> I get concerned when I see that many from one candidate. I'm like, you're going to run the public's money like this. Oh goodness. <laughs> what a waste. All right. It, it, um, oh, one one other thing I was going to yeah, mention real quick. is uh, the recorder's office has to be completely non-political. I mean, okay. uh, in a perfect world, you would have people working in there that uh, represent every party. You have independents, you have uh, uh, Democrats, you have Republicans working in that office because it has to be non-political. And Lucas and Aaron, they had moved out of state and they needed to sell their property in parks. They heard about Kelly Broadus and her great reputation. They decided to give her a call. And like Kelly has done for so many other people, they were able to land a buyer for them in in just a few weeks, and they sold it at the perfect price. Now, Lucas and Aaron, they they moved on. Their new new home state, no strings attached. You're going to hear from Kelly Broadus later here on the program. She's going to tell you a story that you're going to be absolutely amazed by, kind of her life story, but also talk some real estate. It's all interwoven with real estate, really. Uh, call Kelly Broadus. Call the only person that I would call if I was selling a home in northern Arizona right now. Kelly Broadus with the Broadus Properties Group, brokered by EXP, 888-446-5602. That's 888-446-5602. Do this as well. Go to northernarizonafinehomes.com and get the current valuation on your home. It's very simple. Just click on that valuation tab. Again, northernarizonafinehomes.com. I got a great special for you from our good friends at ZeroResNorthernArizona.com. You know ZeroRes, the, the, these are the folks that clean your carpet and they don't leave it all crunchy like when you rent that cheap carpet cleaner from the grocery store or go to some of their competitors. Don't do that. Go right to Zero Res Northern Arizona because they're going to get it done right. Uh, they do pet odors. They take care of that. Your carpets, your tile, uh, fabric on your in your vehicles, your RVs, your couches. They'll, they'll handle all that. Plus, did you know that Zero, Zero Res Northern Arizona, they have uh, ZR Maids, house cleaning. So they actually do house cleaning. It's friendly, reliable, thorough. And for a limited time, you get 15% off ZR Maids with promo code RELAX15. All capital, RELAX, and the number 15. Go to ZeroResNorthernArizona.com, ZeroResNorthernArizona.com, enter the promo code RELAX15, or call them at 928-378-8888. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, Subscribe, look up The Jeff Orvitz Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Don't forget to always remember to call Diamond Auto Glass first before getting a windshield repaired or replaced. Here's why. You called some of those competitors out there. You call your insurance company, more importantly. What they do is they route you through to a couple of national chains. They got this deal where they're answering the phone. So call Diamond Autoglass first. Don't you want to deal local? 
Don't you want to go to the company that Angela and I have been using for many, many years, and they've done an excellent job for us. We're talking replacing those windshields. Then I get a full warranty, meaning any rock chip repairs down the road, I just zip on in just, um, to Diamond Auto Glass anytime, and they repair that for free. No appointment necessary. It takes about 10 to 15 minutes. Call Diamond Auto Glass at 928-779-4140. That's Diamond Auto Glass at 928-779-4140, or go to the differenceisclear.com. This portion of the show is brought to you by Gutter Helmet of Northern Arizona. Go to gutterhelmetnaz.com. This is the Jeff Orbit Show. We're talking with uh, former state representative Bob Thorpe, who is now running for recorder for Coconino County. Uh, in the upcoming 2024 election. So far, no other, you run it as a Republican, no other Republicans are in it. And uh, as far as I can tell, there's one Democrat in it as of right now. Mm -hmm. Things could change. And um, my goal is to try to bring in as many people who... um, who we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's welcome when we get into these races, uh, but also the the willing, mm-hmm. <laughs> those who are willing to come in and then we'll make sure everything's podcast and video and up there so people can look back and say, hey, I want to vote for this person, you know, in, in, in this particular office. But you mentioned something about the county recorders and, you know, this shouldn't even be a partisan type of thing. It, no, it, it kind of surprises me certain offices like recorder, uh, treasurer, sheriff, sheriff, mm-hmm. uh, assessor. I mean, you're talking mm-hmm. like mostly property taxes, things like that, right? right. You get, what does that have to, what is you coming up with a value of, on my home to tax right. have to do with Republicans or Democrats or independents or whatever? Um, so it is surprising, but I don't, I assume there's some states that maybe do it nonpartisan. Even having elections for some of these offices sounds kind of ridiculous mm-hmm. um but that's the way it is but do you see it as being really partisan divide even on these some of these local offices that m- a lot of people couldn't even name who's in those offices quite frankly well you know it's funny is uh, i i really have a great relationship with jim driscoll our mm-hmm. coconino county sheriff and um i approached jim and asked him uh what he thought about my running legislation um to make the sheriff's office uh, non-political, so uh, you would not run as a Republican, Democrat, Independent. You'd still run, but no party no, affiliation. No okay. party affiliation, okay. and um, and so he took that to the sheriffs of Arizona, and everybody rejected it. They oh, really? Wa- they wanted to keep it a, a partisan race because a lot most counties have pretty steep divide. There's not a, not a, like Coconino County. Mm-hmm. Truth be told, is a very Democrat leaning mm-hmm. county. Uh, Yavapai County is a very Republican leaning county, for example. I mean, right. and it's like uh, Yavapai is the exact opposite of Coconino. Yavapai, you'll see a lot of offices on opposed to, but it's all, all Republicans running. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of sheriffs and some people run in positions. They're Democrats, kind of in name only, mm-hmm. and they really don't care too much about the party politics of it all. But they right. know, hey, I can't get elected in this county unless I'm a I'm a Democrat, absolutely, or Republican in some other counties, and and you know when you have that one-on-one conversation with them, you you find that uh, you know even though they might be listed as a certain party, mm-hmm. um, they don't necessarily adhere to all the oh, yeah. aspects uh, of that party, that. and so, but yeah, that's that's a, a way above my pay grade if I became the uh, you know the, the, recorder, the recorder, yeah. yeah. But that's uh, that's something that I think the sheriffs themselves, in in the case of the sheriffs, that they would ha- need to make that decision whether they wanted to turn their their races into uh, nonpartisan. Is it too early? I mean, I'm already getting emails, and I've met a couple of people like at a county fair that are running for. And you might have met them too, like county attorney, because you got the county attorney mm-hmm. retiring, and 
and, and this and that. And it's like, I'm already getting emails about this election. Right. And I'm like, wait a second. It's, it's very early on. We've got over a year to go to actually, I mean, you have primary, I guess, so it's quicker right. than that. But even the local elections seem like the window is getting well, longer. Let me tell you, you know, I, I'm in that boat as well. You and I are, t- are discussing this right now, uh, and and why? What? Why would I want to be even talking about it? Um, you know, so far a year, advance, a year yeah. Yeah, yeah, a year out uh, from the primary. Well, the first thing I I need to accomplish is I need to get a minimum of well, my goal is a minimum of 700 uh, petition signatures. Okay, a uh, thousand would be great. And so anyone that's running for office right now, they have a certain threshold. You remember as city council. It was higher uh, than that. It was huge. And Oof. and uh, my understanding is, what was it, 15,000 before? I don't know if it was that much, but it was many thousands. Now, uh, I was just told recently that it's now around 11,000. So for a council seat. For a council seat. In a city of 70,000, 80,000 people? I know you that you and, and uh. Jerry... Uh, neighbors both wanted to try to um, make that more reasonable yeah. as far as the the number of ballots or number of signatures required. So for anyone that's interested in, in running for office, that's one of the first hurdles that they're up against, especially the council race, is to get those um, signatures. And and that not only uh, you're you're getting um, the the minimum number of signatures, but usually uh, I shoot for twenty percent over. Yeah, for challenges. But, yeah. but then you you need to make sure that the bulk of your signatures that you pre-qualify them and any any signature where somebody in good faith signed it but let's say they weren't registered or they gave the wrong address or something like that uh, those those need to be crossed out well I, what i found in gathering signatures and what a, that's the word some people say i like going it i, I think you're <laughs> delusional i think that's the first political lie when you say you like getting all those signatures because it, it is grinding grueling work oh yeah and a lot of people just don't even know they're not registered. I, I never, I always found it amazing. It's like, this person is not even in Flagstaff or Coconino County yeah. or Arizona. <laughs> they're not even, they're not registered. And I think people get embarrassed though. When you come up to, let's say you're outside the public library, wherever you get uh-huh. these things, right? And you, and, and you put that in their face and a lot of people just reject it outright because, right. and okay, they, they don't it. trust anything. You, they don't trust anything, which <laughs> that's the society we live in nowadays. But, um, if people aren't registered or, or whatever, mm-hmm. sometimes they're just kind of like, okay, yeah, I'll sign it. And then you go and check and you should have a group that's checking this stuff and it's, it's not legitimate, but it's changed a little bit since mm-hmm. I ran because it's a little more high tech now. I guess you can, especially on the state and local, I don't even know if it's true for council offices. You can sign petitions online now. Right. Okay. How, do you know where or? Yeah. Okay. I can give you all the information. Do you uh, have it in your head uh, or did well, you send yeah, it to the, me? Because I want to pop it up here. If somebody wants to do it, oh, here and, it is. and I, I, I'm going to provide you with a link. That okay, you can and I'll put that. Okay, I'm, I'm going to put the link it. right in here. So um, anyone that wants to do that, and I highly recommend that people um, do it, um, is you go, you do a search, like a Google search for the Secretary of State, the Arizona Secretary of State's office. Oh, I got the link right here. Yeah, and and the and it's called their equal equalification. Okay. So yeah, look do, at this federal, state, to city, and town. It's all there. Exactly. Okay. And so what what an individual who is interested in in helping a candidate out by helping with the signature count they can go to the equal site. Um, they type in their driver's license number and their name, and okay. it will then. What's nice about it is it will show you what candidates are running um, that you can vote for, uh, and you can sign their petitions. So um, 
uh, if the show party. Um, well, well, you're going to only qualify for them if, in the primary. Uh, yeah, for uh, the primary. For, for, for obviously, so, that's the only time you're going to be doing this. So it's only so going to show you your if candidates. You're, if you're registered independent, they're, the equal system will show you both Republicans and Democrats <clears throat> okay. and independents. If you're a Republican or if you're a registered Republican, it will show you Republicans and independents that you can sign their petitions. Oh, okay. If you're a Democrat, it will show you uh, Democrats and independents. Okay. What's nice about the equal system is it, it um, is uh, – better than signing the actual petition form because it's pre-qualified, you know, that you are typing in your, your, um, your driver's license number, your address, your name, you're registered. And so, yeah, at that that point it does the verification, your address is correct. Your party affiliation is correct. Uh, then it's going to show you a list of candidates that you can go ahead and, uh, sign their petitions. The other nice thing about it, let's say you have, um, you're a Democrat and, and there's, um, two Democrats running upcoming primary for a particular seat. It's going to list both those Democrats. Well, if the, the position is only available for one person to win that seat, um, once you sign one of those Democrats' um, petition online, it's not going to be you to sign the okay. uh, petition. So it will go. So that's a problem with uh, paper uh, b- uh, ballots or paper uh, uh, petitions. Me, petitions yeah. 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 That when you go to different events, uh, somebody might end up signing uh, your petition multiple times. They might end up signing your petition and some other other person's petition that are both running for the same office. And in a situation like that, um, if if um, the Secretary of State's office uh, actually identifies that that the same person signed twice, or let's say they signed for two different candidates, it's whichever candidate was signed for first. So the second person who thinks they have a valid signature. It's not legit. It's not a valid and signature. And they really have no way to check that. Um, the old no, way no. until it's too late. And then I thought they canceled each other out. That'd be better because shame on that person for not knowing the law. <laughs> well, I, I won't tell you who the name is, but uh, I was having a conversation with Dave Stevens uh, out of Cochise and he was telling me that uh, there's, there's a member of the Senate uh, whose name shows up on uh, like six, you know, six different sign for the same person, like six different times uh, yeah, yeah. because you know, they, you go to these different uh, political events and you don't remember that you've already signed this person's petition. And um, so, yeah, you still do on, the paper though. An honest right? mistake. I mean, you still do the paper. Signature do, petitions because I saw yours at the county fair. Right. Yeah. You so do. He's... You do both. Okay. And and um, what's what's I I'm not sure. I I need to find out. I'm not sure about, for example, my petitions. I know that when I was running for uh, the legislature, um, they actually limited the number of equal signatures that you could turn in. Okay. Which I don't really understand. Yeah, why. yeah. Why, what's uh, the, if you're going to do I, it, I do it. If the system's safe, do it. I think it's forcing people to um, have that one-on-one experience uh, mm, okay. with with a potential vote. Well, nobody has a one-on-one. Nobody wants to see each other anymore. They just want to do their little <laughs> computer, the little you know, xing or yeah. tweeting, 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 things like that. Okay, if we can help people, if we can help people, though, um, what I will do is in the podcast notes, I'll put a link. That'd be great. To this equal thing. And I hope that makes it easier for people through this process. And then um, it's something I want to make sure we get on the website at some point as well, because there are people out there collecting signatures right now. I mean, this is, it's game time. It's, it's, it's go time, right? Yeah. We and have right, right at this point, we have what 
nine months, ten months to okay. collect our signatures and then turn those signatures. When you got to turn them in, by because the, the primary it's is like, in August. I think the um, the earliest or might be close to the deadline is right around the beginning of, of of March. Okay, and even if you are the only Republican county recorder running, you'll still be on the primary in August, mm-hmm. even though you have no challenger in that race that's per, per se and then both or there could be i guess an independent move on to the um the general election in in, no, in november right. so okay so it's it's all just seems so early it does it's, a, it's just it, but nowadays it's just the stuff it's like i I've, i see the shelves coming out for christmas stuff already yeah it just seems i mean it's probably not even christmas stuff i probably missed that well, and just didn't go to the store for a couple of weeks it's probably easter stuff coming out at this point three months ago home depot already had their halloween stuff and and you know uh, you, the the moment that <laughs> halloween is over and done with yeah christmas stuff is going to come out they're yeah. going to have christmas trees too early all right good luck Thank um you. I'm sure we'll talk again, and you know, especially on this. I think this is a really important one. Something, someone that's something that's on a lot of people's mind, which is their elections, and with all the issues that've been going on for the past couple of years, this is a, a huge one. Bob, appreciate it. Talk with you soon. Thanks so much. Aren't you tired of spending a fortune on a smartphone? I know we all use these things, right? But do you have to spend a thousand bucks? The answer is no, because you can go to Just Wireless. They've got a great line of refurbished phones there, which is good for your pocketbook or your purse or your wallet or whatever the heck you're carrying around nowadays. Now, I, I just have mine all on one of those big chip clips. I know. My wife doesn't like it, but it, it works very good. So keep the money on your chip clip, makeshift wallet like I have, and go to Just Wireless and get a great refurbished phone. They do a great job. Plus, they can repair your existing phone. Just Wireless in Flagstaff right there on Milton Avenue as I-17 comes in. Or go to JustWirelessAZ.com. That's JustWirelessAZ.com. WT Wealth Management. What can I say? Glenn Least. He, he's, uh, he knows his stuff, and he does a great job for me coming on this show and explaining what's going on in the markets. You want to have a one-on-one conversation with Glenn Least, get a free complimentary consultation. Look, I always tell you, I don't tell you how to invest. I say educate yourself and talk to people like Glenn Least. See if he's a good fit. Uh, I think you're going to find that if you've been listening to this show, you know that he shares a lot of the same values that you do. And that's, uh, that's pretty big nowadays, right? So call Glenn Least at WT Wealth Management at 928-225-2474. That's Glenn Least at WT Wealth Management at listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. So Angela took a couple years switching over and vetting Allstate Insurance Agency, Eric Boatner, Lisa Boatner. Man, they've done a they've done a great job for us. And you know, we take our time to make sure that we're sending you to companies that we're using ourselves. And uh, they have saved us a lot of money. They've provided great, excellent customer service. Why don't you give Eric Boatner Agency a call? Eric and Lisa and their team are more than happy to help you out and give you a price on home, auto, motorcycle, RV, off-road vehicles, boats, business owners, life insurance, all those policies. 
Eric Boatner, Lisa Boatner, 928-774-8722. That's Eric Boatner, all state agency at 928-774-8722. A great family company. They got their roots in Northern Arizona in the Flagstaff area for over 30 years, raised their kids here. Uh, Give them a call right now, 928-774-8722. All right, a couple of things here as we wrap up this busy hour of the program. But don't go anywhere because I've, I've got a story that I think you're going to find. I, I love personal success stories. I love stories where people go through all kinds of crazy, adverse things, things you just couldn't even imagine happening. And then they come out the other side stronger and better. Uh, Kelly Broadus is going to join us. You all know Kelly. She comes on the program every couple of weeks, give us a real estate market update. Um, she's going to do that coming up. But she's also going to share her story, and I think you're going to find this uh, really amazing, what she went through, and uh, obviously how she's turned out and the success that she's had. It gives you hope when sometimes things look totally down, and we we look at things going on in our country right now, and we're like, how do you get through this? And I'm sure people thought that uh, during the worst times of our country's history. But also on a personal side, it gives you hope when you see somebody go through something uh, so bad and and so hard to, to get through, and they work through it. So Kelly Broadus joins us. Plus, she's got an interesting story about who's coming to northern Arizona and, and the amount of calls that she gets when she lists properly, especially with acreage and how people are really looking to detach and get out there. And I don't know how that's – what was that yesterday we had on um, David Tice uh, with the film uh, Grid Down, Power Up? And at the end, because he, he told us, and you should, you should check out that interview at talkwithjeff.com and everywhere we got our podcast. You know, he, I, at the end, he's talking about the grid going down, right? And all the things that we could do as a society and how we can pressure our representatives to take some action to harden our grid so it doesn't get taken down by solar flare and EMP or hacking and all this stuff, right? And he said, well, you know, this, this is what it'll take to make all this happen. And I was like, okay, let's assume that the government and the people and, you know, our society is not going to act and it's all going to go to, you know, hell in a handbasket, right? What do we do personally to prepare? And one of the things he said was find yourself a, I can't remember what he called it, but I call it a bug out location, something you can get to where there ain't a lot of people around. And I, I think people are taking his advice because Kelly's been getting hit hard with these requests for these kind of more remote places that get buried under 20 feet of snow that you're going to need a snow cat to get to. So stick around for that. Uh, I think you'll enjoy uh, my interview with Kelly Broadus. Uh, plus, don't forget, I got the giveaway right when you go to talkwithjeff.com. Right below our little heading that says the Jeff Orvich Show says giveaway. Click to enter. Click on that. We got $50 to Sportsman's Bar and Grill. We got $50 for Namarco's Pizza. Uh, so those are gift cards to use there. Great stuff. $85 for Timberline Firearms and Training. It's intro to handguns course. And, of course, we have the $50 cash debit card courtesy of Gettles High Desert Mechanical. And Gettles does a great job of keeping my HVAC system running. Uh, so you should... I hope you'll go there and, and sign up for this great giveaway. Again, talkwithjeff.com. I hope you'll also visit all of our great sponsors and you know let them know when you talk to them that you heard it right here on the show. All right, and then also do me another favor. Uh, hit that subscribe button if you're listening back to the podcast. I know we have hundreds of people every day either watching the video on YouTube, look up Jeff Orvitz, watching the video on Rumble, 
and Rumble's doing a great job on uh, free speech and not being you know a crazy woke company. So follow us on Rumble. Subscribe on all the podcast providers out there as well. And give a comment in there too. I really appreciate that. Hang tight. Coming back with Kelly Broaddus. This portion of the show is brought to you by ZeroResNorthernArizona.com. This is the Jeff Orovit Show. All right, Kelly Broaddus is here with us to, well, give a market update, but I, I actually found this. She gave me this listing. We kind of had a whole other direction that we were going to go, but she came in with this listing which is north, I guess north of Flagstaff off of 180. It's kind of like heading up towards Snowball. And um, it's remote. I mean, I, I find it fascinating, Kelly, that you're getting so many calls like from a field, like far off for a property like this. What is this one? So roughly 3,600 square feet Montana logs, mm. beautiful log home. And then there's two additional little cabins that are log and it's on 10 acres, eight bedrooms, I think it's five bathrooms, you know, but it's very remote. It's yeah. five miles, six miles down Forest Service Road that in the wintertime, it's going to be rough getting oh, out yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this was out in the Kendrick area. I, I don't know if you're familiar with this, folks, but it's, you keep going past Snowball. Yeah. Then you keep going. If it's winter, you hit a snowbank. And then you keep going, and then you turn left, and you got to go down a forest. It's it's last winter, for example, when we got what did we get in Flagstaff? Fifteen feet of snow, or something like that. Oh it keeps gosh. it keeps growing yeah. every second. But I would bet you out there they got nineteen feet, and it just melted last week. I mean, that's oh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. but that's kind of where this place is. You would need a uh, you'd need like a snowcat to get back there. But I think people are they they want these properties because they want to be. Uh, they want their privacy. They want to be away from people. I think there's some people also that mm, they look at the world and they're like, "Hey, I kind of want to be remote." If the you know it hits the fan, maybe it's, it's off grid. Yeah, off grid. Yeah. I mean, what, and it's uh, what is it? One point one point five. Yeah, for ten acres. Ten acres nowadays. That's hard to find. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that, that's getting really tough. It, it's like a lot in Flagstaff's probably a few hundred thousand if you could mm-hmm. find a small, even lot. So where are you getting calls from all over the country? All over the place. My <laughs> phone is blowing up. Yeah, I'm. It's shocking. Yeah, that's, that's so, crazy. Yeah, yeah. You said crazy. you had one call from somebody in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah, that's a California. Yeah, yeah. everywhere. I don't know. More and more people are just looking for these places. They want to be, like I said, they want to be out there. I mm-hmm. think, and and this is, I, I don't know. You're gonna have to buy snow. Does it come with a snowcat? Mm. I might move mm-hmm. out there. I don't think so. Yeah, just a couple <laughs> of snowmobiles or whatever. Yeah, everything else good in the market. I mean, is it? Last time we spoke, it was kind of pumping up as far as um, the pricing, of course, and that's good, I guess, if you're selling. But the um, the amount of homes you're seeing come on the market seem to be sh- kind of shrinking. So slowing down a okay. little bit. Yeah. Does that mean that pricing goes up because inventory, mm. or does that it, you not know, it, de- it depends on where it is. It, it, you know, average Joe, Dony Park, you know, Sunnyside, Lower Greenlaw. Mm-hmm. Those folks are still having a really, really, really hard time selling. You know? 
No, no, buying. Oh, buying. Yeah, I was going to say, buying. those must yeah. go. You list something and... It takes a little longer they must to go, sell them. Okay, but I, I mean, there's people looking in that market range, though, that like the five, six, seven... They are, but then they get sticker shock. When they, well, yeah, I mean, no. no no offense or anything, but you're talking um, older neighborhoods in the, in the community and... Mm-hmm. and Places that were not too long ago, two, three hundred thousand yes, dollars. And now all of a sudden you're like, wait a second, this is a six or seven hundred thousand dollar yeah. house. Like, what do they call that split level where you have like three different stories and like 13, 14, 1500 square feet? Um, you know, they, they have them like in Fox Glen, mm, you know, where there's mm, like you walk like, in, it's this level mm, and then it's and that then level. down. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's like kind of cut up and you're like, it's definitely has an older feel to it. Mm-hmm. You're like, wow, this is, this is what, this 700, is 300,000. 300, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This should be $300,000. All right. Kelly Broadus is with us. Uh, Kelly, do, do you, are you seeing a lot of people uh, downsizing? We have a population that's, that's aging, quite right. quite frankly. Mm-hmm. And you got a lot of people that, I guess, the empty nesters, and all of a sudden yep. you're like, I got 4,500 square feet. And mm-hmm. I mean, is that? Yes. You think that thing. accelerates going forward? Yes. And because folks are looking, you know, the older population is, they're looking for single levels and smaller mm-hmm. homes. And I get those calls all the time. So, you know, and, and there's ways to handle it too, because the biggest thing they worry about is, what if I sell my home and I have nowhere to go, you yeah. know, that sort of thing. So, you know, there's things we can do like, you know, we don't close on your house till we find a replacement home. You know? oh, okay. Write it in a contract mm-hmm. that you're going to yes. like rent it back or something. Something or, like yeah, that. Whatever yeah. deal you can strike. Right. That's good. Yeah. And just to make sure that our, um, our folks are protected, you know, from some, not finding something. Yeah. Not finding something or, or whatever it is, you know. But there's ways to do it, and you just move a little slower yeah. and take it slow, take it easy, and well, and then the uh, buyer though they got to be like, hey, I, I can delay this. Well, you know, you know I sold one over on on Pebble Beach, okay. which is in this neighborhood, right? Yeah, they are uh, in their they were in their seventies, mm-hmm. wanted to move to Prescott, <laughs> and so um, got them connected with one of my fellow agents to help them down in Prescott. And the folks that bought their house were super nice and allowed them to stay for a you know for a week or so um, until they could get moved to Prescott. I have a neighbor so. that just they lived in Flagstaff forever and they sold that to Prescott. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it's the same one, but just people looking for that change mm-hmm. and they're looking to downsize things like that. Right. How small do they downsize? Like, are, are we getting to the point where they're like? Um, Going into tiny homes and things like oh, that. I don't, or, I don't know. I don't think, I don't so. think so. Not that far. <laughs> but a, well, remember yeah. the term, and I don't know if you still have this term out there, McMansion. Oh, Is I've that, not heard that. You've never heard that one? No. So it's the McMansions, you know, it's just it's all these kind of 4,000, 5,000 square foot houses that popped up, especially around the time of the last bubble, you know, let's say pre-2008. Mm-hmm. And they were just everywhere. And they had, mm-hmm. maybe they had three, four kids in there, whatever. But you're talking all these years later, and now it's like, one or two people living in this McMansion, you know, so they're like, Hey, I want to downsize the thing and, and get something a lot smaller. But I, I think that's going to be bigger and bigger market. Maybe even some of these quote unquote McMansions might be 10 years kind from now. Might be hard to sell. Yeah, yeah. It's like, wow, that, that house is really, it's like the tri-level ones or the, whatever those yeah. ones we were just talking about. It's like, 
wow, this house is really dated. This must have been from, from 2005. Her phone's blowing up, literally, folks, if you can't see this, with people calling on this off-grid property down in the middle of nowhere. That's good. Just You should answer and say, hey, can we put you on the air? <laughs> I think that'd be great. Yeah, so that's that's good that, that you're getting those hits like that. No, but I wonder if that's going to be the, the – it you seems know, like it already is the trend. Yeah, because those, those – McMansions, yeah. as you put it. Um, She's going to be using that term all the time now. I can't believe you haven't heard that one. <laughs> they're dated, like you said, so tell me what's it going to cost to remodel one of those things, you know? Ooh. Fortune. Fortune. Yeah, hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars, yeah. yeah. I mean, so, it's, and people will do it, though, you know, well, I think, yeah. but maybe we get into a position where all of a sudden you're getting deals on those. Well, just think about it. Think back to when you had those kind of big homes in the late 1800s and stuff, early 1900s. Victorians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially back east. And then like 100 years later, people are buying that big old home and they're remodeling it. And it's like well, they, yeah. they sat there for a long time, though. So I guess you never know. Well, you know, my husband lived in Aspen in the 70s. Yeah, and but that was a fun place Lots in the 70s. of those homes. Yeah. Lots of those Victorians. And they got snapped up and remodeled. Yeah. You bet they did. Yeah. yeah. If I ever uh, retire from all this and sell out in Flagstaff and call you and say, okay, pull the trigger on all the stuff, we're done. Um, it'd be kind of cool to go to a place for a year or two with like a really old home. Yeah. You know, a couple yeah. hundred years old and say, I'm going to kind of take my time remodel this and that, that might be visit the ghosts for a while. Visit the ghosts in that, yeah. <laughs> a lot of stories those, those walls could tell. Man, Just Wireless has done a great job for me and my family fixing our smartphones. You got a cracked screen, you got a bad charging port, Just Wireless, they're going to be able to take care of you. Uh, stop out, easy to find uh, if you're in the Flagstaff area. If you're really anywhere in northern Arizona, I know a lot of folks from Verde Valley, Cottonwood, come all the way up to Just Wireless because you get such a great deal on fixing your existing smartphone. Uh, stop on by, Mil- it's right there on Milton Avenue as I-17 comes into Flagstaff, right there by that Cold Stone Creamery. You kind of pass that Denny's. Go to JustWirelessAZ.com. That's JustWirelessAZ.com for more info. Uh, plus, check out their great line of refurbished phones. You don't have to spend a fortune on a brand new phone. You can get a refurbished phone that'll last you for many, many years at Just Wireless. How did you get into all of that? I mean, I guess let's rewind because I don't know if people know your story, Kelly, Mm. because it is quite an amazing story, kind of the road you traveled. So Mm -hmm. let's go back. Go back in time. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. (laughs) Okay. So I I was raised in Southern California, Mm -hmm. grew up on the beaches of Del Mar. We had a home on the beach and we had a, a ranch in Rancho Santa Fe. It was a thoroughbred ranch that's where i was raised yeah and uh i kind of married wrong mm. married bad <laughs> that, that happens <laughs> and, right? yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and um had a passel of children because mm-hmm. i just i really loved having children so i had seven of them wow yeah yeah and uh, i knew you had a lot of kids i didn't know it was yeah, seven seven of awesome. them awesome and which is more and more rare nowadays yeah Even back then and i'm not rare. mormon and i'm not Catholic. It's just you I, wanted to have kids. I just wanted a lot of friends, yeah. I guess. Yeah. You got them. <laughs> and I did. Yeah. <laughs> and uh so you know my my parents divorced and um my ex kind of got control of the my mom's finances and mm. it just all went 
bad, it really went bad. South went really bad. Yeah. yeah, and I would imagine the places you mentioned even back then were now it's astronomical. Oh. back then oh. it was crazy too. My, my old house in Del Mar. The last time it sold, it sold for sixteen million. Sixteen so. million, and I would you don't have that house anymore, do you? No, no. <laughs> is that part of the no. part of the story did, there? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so bad so, experience. Yeah, where we, and did you become a single mom? I did. Okay, yes. so he he divorced me, and I couldn't raise the kids in Southern California. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. So, and I had been a mom since I was nineteen. I didn't know the business world. I didn't know how what to do. So moved to Oklahoma because I could afford to live there, I hoped. Yeah, most people from Southern California move to Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, But you're looking for a lot of people. Where do I go? That's more cost effective. Yeah. Yeah. And this was in 1997. And um, so went there and was trying to figure out how to support my family. Didn't get any child support. No help. It was bad. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how bad it yeah. was. Oh, seven kids all in the house at that time? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was hard. And so long story short, I had a friend in, in Southern California that said, you know, maybe you could sell real estate. Maybe, you know, get your license in Oklahoma and let's see what happens. So, so I did. And I also went ahead and got my loan originator license as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, desperation, it, yeah. it, it causes you to do things that you wouldn't normally do. Well, it so. motivates you and puts yeah. you on another course. Yeah. I mean, you can you can take it two ways. Some people just fall apart. And you, I couldn't. You, you couldn't. You got seven t- people <laughs> depending on you. It wasn't an option. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I got, you know, I we have our Indian cards. I have my, I'm Choctaw Indian, so I got help from the tribe. I okay. got help from... The churches, you know, lots of help and from people I didn't even know. And so I got those licenses and started doing the best that I could. Mm -hmm. And so that was in, got my license in 1998. By 2001, drum roll please, (laughs) I purchased a 300 acre ranch. Oh, wow. By myself. So So in four years? Four years. You you were cranking I was cranking. How did you balance... Seven kids, and well, you were you weren't you weren't lollygagging no, for four years no. to where you're getting a 300 acre ranch. So and you're, you're the buying ki- a place. The kids had to step up. Yeah, and that's a whole other story. And yeah. if any of you out there in Radio Land want to know how we did that, then give me a call. But the kids had to step up. They started doing all the cooking, all the cleaning, all the dishes, all the everything. And mom had to work and did it all from home. I, you know, I lived in a, I can't, I'm not even going to tell you what I lived in, but started advertising. It was a very poor county. They didn't have secondary market mortgage there. It didn't exist. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what that is, that's like FHA, VA, okay. Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, none did not exist. They, they just went to the bank, put 10% down, got 10% interest rate for 10 years. That, that was, was the that formula. Was the, that was it. That was the yeah. note you got back You know, then. and your yeah. average price of home was 40000 So, oh, <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Hopefully it's more than 40000 now. Uh, it stayed the same. <laughs> There's some so, places you yeah, had never pretty changes. depressed. So, yeah. but, you know, I just cranked and uh, people started coming to me because they could get those loans. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I ended up 
just learning really, really fast. Yeah. And you had, you had no yeah, choice. You had, had no choice. To, and, yeah. and so I, but we bought the ranch within four years and I bought a building to do my business in, in the next year. Mm. And I just did really well. Yeah. You, know? you, 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 you still wish you had that $16 million home in California, but uh, I don't know. I think things worked out the lessons. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, both of them would be good, but it's all good. It <laughs> no, was all a, good. Yeah, I mean, for to work like that, and then to eventually wind up from Oklahoma to Flagstaff. Flagstaff yeah. yeah, was and that I'm, just like, hey, I want to change? Well, oh eight happened. Okay, didn't yeah. know if we could ride out the storm, so to speak. You yeah. know, didn't know if we could, if it would be able to keep the ranch. You know. Oh, that and was end of the world times, man. It was end you, of the you world You were times. in it. I was in yeah. it. And it, we, we had to buckle down for scary. for years. It was scary. And we ultimately came out of it stronger. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people didn't. I don't know if the, the nation definitely didn't because it, it set rough. precedent for so much. But we were like, after that, bigger reserves, bigger reserves, save up money and, yeah. and be prepared. Because and it's hard to get rid of that mindset. Oh, it is. You know? It is. I yeah. wouldn't compare it to the Great Depression because it wasn't even close yeah. to that. But I can imagine that that was the mindset and why people after the Great Depression, you know, grandparents, great-grandparents, et cetera, were always putting money under the cushions and always like, oh, mm-hmm. eat all that food because they literally lived through a time mm-hmm. when every bite counted. There right. wasn't anything. And um, it's not, not I'm not com- comparing the two, but I came out of it with that attitude of anything can happen at any time. Right. So, so be ready. Be prepared. Be, re- yeah. be ready. Yeah. 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 So wind up in Flagstaff. And well, then just basically started. putting your finger on the map. Yeah. This was it. It this smells it. like pine trees there. There's I want, a, there's a I want some mountains. Yeah. There's some, co- there's a college there for the kids. So, yeah. okay. That's where we're going. Yeah. And, uh, ended up here, didn't know a single person. And they told me, you know, other realtors said, you can't make it here. People only work with people they know and they've been here forever. You're never mm. going to make it. Yeah. So that's, that fi- motivates them, you. you know, those are fighting words yeah. for me. You don't tell me that I can't do mm-hmm. it. So, so mm-hmm. I went from, by 2016, I was number four in Flagstaff. Wow. And then, and now at this moment, I'm hovering at number two and um, just you know, great. work my little heart out yeah. and, and here you love, are. love my clients, love my job. I really, really do love my job. Yeah, no, I can it. tell. It shows whatever profession you're in, mm-hmm. you've got to be passionate about it. Or it doesn't um, work. It doesn't work. You're going to burn <laughs> out if you really want to do what it takes, if you want to get to that highest level mm-hmm. or even a high level. If you ain't into it. It, you're you're not going to make whether it's real no. estate, whether it's doing a, a radio show like this or anything, uh, and a, a director. That's on, what I tell my kids. Isn't yeah, that what you tell it, your kids? It, exactly. It's yeah. what do you? What is your what passion? You I had a director on this week for a documentary, and those are labors of love. And I was like, obviously, you're because mm-hmm. you're not going to become a multimillionaire, um, mm-hmm. you know, by by doing stuff like this or anything. Really, you've mm-hmm. got to have the passion to do it, or else you, or you're just like a drone. You just you're gonna burn out. So that's well, a great just story. A job. Yeah, just exactly. A job. So here's what you need to do is if you want to get to that top number one spot, you need to sell this home in the middle of nowhere. That'll probably I'll push sell you that, over the but top. I don't know if that's gonna put me. Come on, you yeah. all need to call me. Yeah, you need, you need to. to let me sell your house so I can make it to number one. You have that's connections you in Oklahoma do. still. You have family there. Oh yeah, so, I do. I got kids there. Yeah, they all went Are back. You, they, did they, they all, all go went back? back. Yes. How about that? They just love that. It's well, a childhood. You can have you can have ten acres for 
$15,000, you know? (laughs) You're causing a rush over there right now. I mean, it's just... Are any of them realtors? uh, Let's see. Three of my children are realtors. realtors. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. if you're in a position where you're like, I'm selling out of Flagstaff, my home that used to be $200,000, now it's $950,000 or whatever. Uh She's got a connection in Oklahoma. And I get do. You, get you some yes. land. You just the only thing is the mountains. It's it's a hard I thing know. to give up in that. And Oklahoma has bugs. The bugs. The bugs. The poison the ivy. Potential for <laughs> I got poison ivy down in uh, Camp Verde. You know, okay. it's all over down there. Uh, the potential for tornadoes. I'd imagine tornadoes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you build a storm. Build shelter. a storm cellar. Build yeah. like uh, the three little pigs. Huff have, and puff. And build it out of right? brick. Yeah, 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 I guess so. Amazing story. All right, uh, Kelly Broadus, folks, and uh, best way to get in touch with you, Kelly? Um, probably my cell phone, text, or call, 928-606-6749. My website is uh, Northern, Northern Arizona. I know. I read it all the time. Northern, Northern Arizona. com. My All my contact information yeah. is on there. And you got that valuation and, tool, which is Yep, really cool. I do. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so. I have a full team now, and they're awesome. My my All my agents are amazing, and we would just love to help you with any of your real estate needs, Absolutely. any and all. She's mm-hmm. also got a fleet of drones. We talked about that a couple <laughs> weeks ago. No, she hires that out. It's amazing nowadays. You should listen back yep. to that podcast, everyone. All right, Kelly. Until next time, and I can't wait to hear about this one. Um, I'll tell you I want you to drive happens. me all the way out there and show it to me. That's <laughs> 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 like an hour and a half round trip or something like that. All right, Kelly, we'll talk with you soon. Thank you. Thank you. No need to go to... Well, on the web or call some far off place to get a great price and to get great service on blinds, shutters, and shades. I want you to call my good friends at the Blind Brothers, theblindbrothers.com, uh, 928-634-2423. The Blind Brothers is where Angela and I went and got all new blinds for our home and Flagstaff. They did a great job. Wherever you're at in central and northern Arizona, the Blind Brothers will be able to get you great blind shutters and shades. They're going to go through all the options for you, uh, not just the most expensive ones. They'll, they'll work within your budget. And then they're going to come back, and I highly recommend that when you use the Blind Brothers, you don't install these things yourself. You have them do the installation. Mention the Jeff Orvitz Show when you call or if you contact them online at theblindbrothers.com. And uh, you're going to get half off installation, and that's in addition to any other advertised specials. Do your neighbors a favor. Call the Blind Brothers right now, 928-634-2423, 928-634-2423, or go to theblindbrothers.com. You get a rock chip in your windshield. Call Diamond Auto Glass first. Here's what happens if you call your insurance company. They route you through most of the time to a central call center that's a big national Goliath chain runs, right? And uh, what what do you think is going to happen here? Look, I want you to call Diamond Auto Glass because I know you're going to get a great price. I know you're going to deal with a northern Arizona company, and you're going to deal with Somebody that's been given back in our community for a very long time as well, I'll add. Uh, Diamond Auto Glass, which is right there on 4th Street in Flagstaff. Zip on by, get your rock chips repaired, get your windshield replaced if you need that. Call Diamond Auto Glass at 928-779-4140. 928-779-4140 or go to thedifferenceisclear.com.
Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. This is the Jeff Orbit Show. This was my interview of the week, really, because we spent a lot of time talking about how D.C. and the Democrats are useless, in my opinion. Uh, (laughs) The Republicans are just a few notches behind at this point, because every time we keep sending these people back, we keep saying we're going to have smaller government. We're going to cut this department. We're going to cut Department of Education and all this stuff. It never happens. We're going to stop growing government. We're going to stop with the deficit spending. Never happens. And what they're doing in D.C. right now, the Republicans is saying, oh, we're going to have $16 billion in cuts or whatever it is, but it really just amounts to absolutely nothing at this point, considering how big the spending problem is. $2 trillion spending too much every year, and that's probably on the low side. Anyway, I did catch up with Congressman Andy Biggs about this. I guess at this point, Congressman, either raise taxes by like $2 trillion, which I don't want, or cut spending by $2 trillion, but don't pass this debt on to our kids. And I know you're in the middle of the... Uh, the spending discussion and possible government shutdown, where are we at? Take it from there. Well, you're right. I mean, the, the hole is uh, about $2 trillion a year, and it, in the last three months, it increased by a trillion dollars, right? So um, you, you, you've got to basically say, if you want all of these crazy programs, including the weaponized, politicized programs, then, you, then you're right. You've got to raise taxes to pay for it. You cannot rob the future generations. And that's what this is, generational theft. Um, but right now, the, the founders gave us a, a, a lever or a check against a runaway executive branch. In our executive branch, the bureaucracy is basically weaponized against uh, the American people, whether it's the ATF, Department of Justice, EPA, OSHA. Excuse me. You, you you just name it. Yeah, it's all coming down against the the American people. I don't think they foresaw a bureaucracy of this size, quite honestly. But oh no, they'd be rolling over in the grave. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because this, they they thought to, to be frank with you, Jeff, they thought that the states would uh, be stronger and, and and jealously guard their sovereign authority and power. But but we, the states don't, and they thought Congress would guard its it's a lawmaking power mm-hmm. um, and they, and Congress doesn't. So uh, it, it, it leaves a vacuum and the, the bureaucracy has filled that vacuum. Absolutely. So what are we arguing about here? I mean, I've seen numbers of, Oh, we're going to cut 2% Andy or 1%. Well, I'm sorry. One per 2%. <laughs> what am I it's talking 1%, about? Yeah. yeah. One or 2%. That's, that's crazy talk. And I'm like 1% of what the six point, two or four, whatever the heck we're at, or I know this is discretionary, but I mean, we used to be at a $4.4 trillion budget pre COVID and the before times. And I was like, that was outrageous. I'd love to go back to that. Are you talking about cutting it down to that and then cutting 1% or cutting 1% off to 6.2 or 6 point, whatever. 1% probably off of about 1.8 trillion. Okay. Um, And, and, uh, and then of that, Jeff, they're, they're going to basically exclude certain categories. So it becomes, it, it's bogus. And that, and by the way, that 1%, it, it doesn't even kick in until next April, April 1st. 
mm. which I think most of us didn't even realize that. And then, and so what they're talking about now is, Andy, if you just vote to extend the CR, the current levels of spending for 30 days, of that uh, current level of spending, we're going to do, and they, you'll hear this, an 8% cut. That's not accurate. <laughs> By the time you annualize it and get it all down, it's three-tenths of 1%. That's what they're actually going to reduce for that 30 days. And look, there's not a federal department program or agencies that, that's going to say, well, you know, we're, what we're going to do is we're going to fire somebody or or streamline the process or whatever. They're going to say, eh, we don't have to do anything for 30 days. We're, we're not going to, we're not going to even worry about that. Yeah. That's how minuscule that type of uh, product product okay. is. So rounding error, basically. I mean, that's, yeah. it's, yeah, so, that's right. who, who is they, by the way, is it, is it the le- Republican leadership? So we're talking McCarthy and his team. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, it's, 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 it's certain, it's certain people in the conference that have gotten together to, to put it together and McCarthy has no plan himself. And so he's kind of said, okay, this is what we're going to do. Okay. So does he have the votes on this? Cause obviously it's super tight. Um, and we keep hearing about an, an impending government shutdown where the bureaucracy gets to go on vacation for 30 days or 40 days or whatever, come back and then get fully paid. Um, does he have, does he have the support? Is he going to have to bring in dams or, or where are we at? Okay. So here's, here's what, where we're at. I, I don't want to confuse everybody, but, but he does not have the votes for that. Right. So what is, what some of the more moderate members of a conference have said they're going to do is they're just going to say, if, if they can't get a, this passed, if conservatives say no to that, they're going to join with the Democrats, pull the, pull the bill out of the speaker's drawer and uh, go ahead and pass a what we call a clean CR. That is no reforms to the bad policies of Schumer, Pelosi, and 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 uh, Biden that are in this this the current appropriation laws, and no reduction of spending whatsoever. Uh, so you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. But by golly, if we if we could get to uh, I, I think, and I told some of these guys today, don't fear a, sh- uh, a shutdown. It's not really a shutdown. It's a pause. It's a pause in spending. Mm-hmm. And what we could do is is we, we need to get all the bills out so we can work on resolving uh, not just the spending, but the weaponized federal government. And uh, basically, for, they've had nine months to do it, and the appropriations leaders and, and the speaker have failed to deliver. That's, that's the, that's the, okay. and then they cram, they cram it into a couple of weeks and then, um, it was all Andy Biggs and all of his friends that caused this. And then we had to side with the Democrats exactly. and vote for the increase. And if, if only Andy Biggs would have agreed, we would, would have been good. I mean, that's, that's how it's going to yeah. play out. That is how it's okay. going to play out. You're hundred percent right. right. Okay, good. Yeah. It's good to know. I mean, it's uh, Andy, after I've been doing this for a long time and you, you as well, you're just like, it's so predictable at this point what's going to happen. But what's different this time, I think, is especially a lot of conservative and Republican voters, they're kind of they're sick of it. And this is kind of my last chance for Republicans to get in there. And you're doing a good job. And some, some of your colleagues are, but there's not enough of you. And so I'm just like, we're getting to the point of why bother, I, I think. And that's not a good thing. I, I agree with you. And, uh, and I... Here's why you, here's why I tell people you gotta, you gotta bother. Number one is, is, uh, Ketanji Jackson Brown. Okay. Biden got to name that absolutely crazy left wing person to the U.S. Supreme Court, uh, 
Uh, that's important. Mm-hmm. Uh, second, the second thing is um, we can't just give finish off the republic by giving the government to an administration or a regime that hates the country. Good point. And this is why, yeah, this is why I keep telling people is why why do we keep funding people who hate this country and hate the American people uh, and use uh, all of the funding that they get from the taxpayer and then from the future generations against the American people. You know, the, the I don't, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Jeff, though, I don't know how you over uh, ever recover from the millions of people who have illegally entered the country in the last 25, 26 months. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Have you ever, ever overcome that? And the other thing too is, we, I, I blame Republicans as well as Democrats. Uh, you know, there's just a few of us that I think actually vote to reduce spending. But if we don't take care of it, we're going off that economic cliff. And I'm not, I'm not even sure what's going to be faster anymore. The cultural and uh, policy driven uh, exit over the cliff or the, <laughs> or, or the, yeah. or the, financial cliff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no, no. I, for years, I thought it was the financial cliff, but you may be right. It may just Amen. be the cultural side and all yeah. that, that it, it won't even matter at that point anyway. No, but you got to keep fighting. That's why I keep doing this every day. And that's why you do what you're doing. But the immigration issue is a huge issue. You've had HR2 stalled there forever. And I mean, our borders are wide open. You hear the stories. You've been to the border. I know a lot of your colleagues, and I'm still waiting for Ocasio-Cortez to take her electric car to the border. But, you know, it's they just don't care. Yeah, no, that's right, and and so so that's what they're going to say. They're going to say, look, this 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 continuing resolution, we're going to stick something in about uh, HR two, and then they're going to send it over there, and they're going to say, see, we got it, HR two. But the Senate will take out HR two. They're going to strip it out. Number one, number two, it's a lawless, lawless Biden regime. They don't care what the law says. Sure. They w- they will leave that border open. And so my position has been, if you're going to do that then what you should be doing is attacking any place that Joe Biden wants something. If he wants Green New Deal, if he wants EV chargers, whatever it is, you defund all of those. And you say, we're not giving you anything until that border is secure. And um, Are they doing that? Are your colleagues doing that? Is that in there? As, no. Okay, so no. It's, it's just kind of fodder for, hey, we, we tried. and But, you know, if it just wasn't for Biden and the Senate Democrat control, we would have done this. This reminds me of, this reminds me of um, um, Obamacare. You know, repeal, yeah. replace, repeal. Yeah. And then as soon as they got full control, it's like, yeah. what happened to that? It's gone. You know, it's as soon as they had the power to do it. Okay. So, but we keep fighting on that because as you know, being in a border state here in Arizona, we're all, we're all feeling it. But so are the, even the, even the leftists in the upper West side and places like that. So it's starting to get all over the place <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Is Zelensky in t- town uh, f- from Ukraine? Is that happening like today or tomorrow? Where, I know I heard something he was coming over. Is he addressing you guys or UN or what, what's he doing? Well, he was up at the UN today. Okay. Um, and my understanding is going to come down. He might be coming down here to meet with some of, of the Senate tomorrow. McCarthy is not going to meet with him. Um, he isn't. Okay. I don't think. Yeah. I, even though this, this, this uh, department of defense bill has money for Ukraine in, in it. I think that uh, people are getting sour on Ukraine. Finally, yeah. because, I don't know. Some of us who said Ukraine is the most corrupt nation in the world, and yet you're going to fund their war. 
they they're missing money like crazy and uh they just what is it six seven eight in the last two weeks of the of the cabinet level positions from Zelensky, uh, their leaders uh, had to be uh, removed or resigned because of corruption. They can't find all this money. Yep. And, um, it's and, probably under their mattresses. Uh, I'd look there. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's something like that. Yeah. yeah. If, I, if I look for those mattresses in an un, unindictable, or excuse me, unextraditable yeah. country, that's, they probably send it to Iran. There's probably some money over there, too. Um, but no, oh. he's got, I mean, he's continuing on um, to, to push for, for more and more funds, obviously. He's going to he's gonna get it. I Last I checked, I mean, we were over $120 billion. I, I'm sure we're well past that. Uh, at, at this point. But I, I think you're right. I think the American public is, is souring on it. And that may have an impact. It may take some more time. It's kind of like, you know, just like 10 days ago, two weeks ago, Andy, it seemed like they were going to force us to mask up and stuff again. And I think the collective conscious of America stepped up and said, and it may still happen, we'll knock on wood. They said, um, uh-uh, that's not going to happen. So that is the power of, of our republic, that people can really stand up. And I, I hope they, they do, and we change course. I mean, that's let's, let's at least have something optimistic here. Yes, yeah, that's right. Uh, when the people stand up and say no uh, across the political spectrum, then then uh, then people hear them. People yeah. hear them. Yeah. And and so I I do think that maybe that slowed down this crazy um, uh, sprint to mask up and lock down again. Yeah, I, I think you're right, and I think it may also slow down the crazy life threatening, in my opinion, in a lot of ways, uh, the push at all costs to electrify. Uh, as we hear more horror stories, um, and I know that there was. Didn't you guys pass something? Um, to, uh, because California has this thing that they want to electrify and you know get re- the, the the Choice Act or something like that. Yeah, we just did um, a resolution condemning uh, the notion that you can't have a com- internal combustion engine in California, which okay. is what they're trying to do. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's good because that's. That's a train wreck that we're watching, slow train wreck that's going to speed up. Okay, one more with you uh, for you, Congressman Andy Biggs. Um, the Biden impeachments. Give me the yeah. give me the lowdown on that. Is that is this all fluff? Is there something there? Are we going to get something out of this? Take it from there. Yeah, I believe we are. Um, uh, I'm actually working pretty closely with um, uh, Chairman Comer, who's who's got the the lion's share of that, and. Um, We've got witnesses lined up. We've got more uh, documents coming in, more bank documents. We've subpoenaed more bank documents. Uh, a lot of people say they want to basically see that, that envelope full of money sliding across the table to Joe Biden from somebody in Ukraine. That's not going to happen. You just, I mean, it, but what you have is you have credible witnesses that talk about Joe Biden being involved in the, the Biden family business. And what is the Biden family business selling access to Joe Biden? Yeah. And uh, and the whole family is benefiting from it, and m- millions of dollars are coming in. Uh, the very lifestyle that they live, everything is hinged on whether they can sell access to Joe Biden, and Joe Biden is, knows it and is aware of it. It is bribery, it is uh, abuse of office. Uh, these are these are things um, that are impeachable offenses, and I think uh, from everything I've seen, uh, it's there, it's real, and it should happen. Uh, crystal ball. Do you think he's going to be the, you think he's going to be the nominee? You think something's going to happen? I know I'm throwing that at you, but I'll check back with you in a few months and see if you win a prize. 
I don't think so, to be honest with you, because uh, when I when I think about it, it, you know, physically, mentally, he doesn't seem um, there. If you if you if you follow me, oh, just I, I, seem... I follow you. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I think yeah, so. But, I don't think he will be either. Yeah, and then but then you throw on top of it the the, the uh, um, corruption that uh, that even the Democrats. Some of them in their private moment, moments, not all of them, but some of their private moments that told me, man, it's, that, that just sounds so bad. Yeah. And it does. It does. But who, the question is, who do they get? They're not going to go Gavin Newsom. He's got too many of his own uh, French laundry dinners uh, during COVID lockdowns and stuff like that. That'll drive him crazy yeah. and, and make him unelectable. Uh, don't be surprised if you see a uh, move at the last minute to get Michelle Obama. Yeah, uh, yeah, as their nominee. We've talked about that. My wife and I were talking about that recently. I think that's yeah. that's that's actually someone who wow, talk about an interesting race that uh, competitive. Um, and all of a sudden, people are like, "Oh, it's Michelle Obama," and you get those swing voters. So yeah, <laughs> we'll continue with the yeah. Obama administration. All right, Andy. Well, keep up the good work. Let us know any uh, updates as they happen. Um, I'll, I'll send you this podcast because I got a picture of me and I am wearing my, my hoodie today because we have changed our dress code here as well. So <laughs> I don't know what you're wearing, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a sign Good of the time, brother. Sign, sign yeah, of the time, you know, times. Yeah. Um, so you, 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 you can't find, or you broke your clip on tie. That's really <laughs> well, you know, it goes with my shorts that we wear, you know, we don't, we don't. Yeah. Yeah. So headshots basically. All right, Andy, I, I appreciate it. We'll talk with you soon. All right, Jeff. Thanks, man. All right. Now Marco's pizza, go on and get a great pizza right now. This is the voted, it's not just me saying this it's voted best pizza. The people have spoken voted best pizza in Flagstaff. Many years in a row. Best pizza and wings. Three locations in Flagstaff. Get some great pizza, great wings, craft beers. Order online. You can get it for curbside pickup or delivery at namarcospizza.com. If you're looking to refinance your home, call Kim Dawson at Nova Home Loans. Man, what a great job she's done for my family to give her a try. I think you're going to be very happy if you're looking at a cash out refinance. You're looking at buying a new home. You're looking at refinancing investment properties, second homes, off-grid properties. Kim Dawson at Nova Home Loans will be able to help you out. Mention a Jeff Orvitz show. Get 250 bucks off the lender's fee at closing. Kim Dawson, 928 310-6458. That's 928-310-6458. Or go to novahomeloans.com slash Kim Dawson. Kim Dawson, NMLS 6974-11, Nova Home Loans, NMLS 3087-BK number 090242, Equal Housing Opportunity, Subject to Credit Approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Don't forget to call Diamond Auto Glass first if you need to get your windshield replaced or repaired. They're going to do a great job for you. The difference is clear.com. That's the difference is clear.com or 928-779-4140. That's 928-779-4140. If you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. 
All right, that is it for today. That's it for the week. Uh, I hope you got good plans. Looks like it's going to be a cooler weekend. Be a fun time to go on out there and do some stuff. Uh, if you got any comments in the meantime, you know, Olivia is usually buying Mondays and Wednesdays, so we'll pile them up over the weekend. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Appreciate all those comments. Appreciate all you listening all week, uh, subscribing as well to the YouTube channel and to Rumble and to the podcast. Have a great, safe weekend. Take care. See you back here Monday.